Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger. Post-game reaction here to the Browns' loss against the Chargers. Final score, Chargers 47, Browns 42. I'm recording this at halftime of the Sunday night game. Chiefs down to the Bills right now, but this is a tough one for the Browns. This one, this one stings for sure. And frankly, I think my overall takeaway is very similar to how I felt about the Chiefs game last year. I felt like there were a lot of similarities to how this game went down. And the primary reason I feel that way is, yes, there were some controversial calls that went against the Browns, no doubt. Not even really controversial, just bad. There are bad calls that went against the Browns. And in particular, the fourth down PI call, you know, Mike Williams, was, you know, if anything, the the player that should have been called for P.I. And that was a fourth down in, you know, Chargers, you know, were backed up in their own territory. Browns would have taken over the ball there, already up a touchdown and maybe had a chance to put the game away. Yep. Bad call. There, there's no other, you know, way to say it other than that. But that being said, the refs were not the primary reason the Browns lost this game. There is way, way, way too much ref blaming going on online. The Browns lost this game because they gave up 47 points. The defense, just like in that Chiefs game a year ago, was the primary reason the Browns lost the game. They gave up 47 points. On that same drive with the PI call, there was another fourth down and eight that the Chargers converted because the Browns defense could not get off the field. They blew several coverages where the Chargers had big plays and the Browns could not get off the field. The defense had certainly some reasons why that happened. The injuries, you know, I'm not panicking about the defense or anything like that. I don't think, you know, this is a huge long-term issue or anything like that. And we can get into, you know, more of this in a bit, but it was the defense. That's the reason they lost the game. Number one. And I think, the battle for second place would would come down between Jamie Gillen's punting and the Browns' late game execution. So, frankly, I think the refs might be fourth on, on the list in terms of the reason the Browns lost this game. It was a bad call. Those happen in the NFL. They especially happen on PIs. Now, there were a couple other calls that I think went against the Browns, too. Yeah, the, the holding on J.C. Treader, I don't think was holding. If anything, it was probably hands to the face on the other side. The Hail Mary... Browns fans, they don't call pass interference on Hail Marys ever, never, ever, ever. You're not getting that call. So I I don't want to hear any complaining about that. But again, I've already spent too much time on the refs when talking about this game because, you know, I do think that that the defense is the thing you have to turn to as far as the reason they lost. And like I said, I am not going to sound the panic alarm here. After two games, I was worried about this defense. I, I came on here and said that. But after weeks three and four, my concerns were quelled, and they still are. The Browns' defense gave up a lot of points because they had a lot of injuries. They didn't have their guys out there, and that limited what Joe Woods could do. We saw the last couple weeks Joe Woods mixing up coverages, mixing up packages, blitzes, you know, changing the front. He didn't have the options this week. 
because they just didn't have the personnel. They didn't have the versatility. Uh, you know, it started even before the game, Jadavion Clowney, uh, a surprise inactive. As far as I'm concerned, I did not see that coming. And, you know, he was going to have a really favorable matchup against Norton, the Chargers right tackle. So you're already down a, a guy there. Denzel Ward was banged up early. Okay, there goes your second best defensive player, probably behind Miles Garrett. Clowney would be the other one you would probably argue for right now. JOK was banged up at points in this game. He apparently has a throat contusion. He's in the hospital. They were playing Greedy Williams and A.J. Green in – you know, they were banged up. It was, you know, they they had a couple blown coverages that killed them. And you know why those blown coverages happen? Because you're playing new personnel. You've got Grant Delpit on the field with A.J. Green and Grady Williams. That's not something they're used to. That's not what was in the game plan. You could see the Browns could no longer be aggressive with the cornerbacks. You could see the miscommunications happening in the back end. So it was yeah, the injuries were the reason the defense didn't perform. And, and sure, that's it's not so much an excuse as a reason, but that's why the Browns lost the game. They they blew a couple coverages. The Chargers were three for three on fourth downs. The, they couldn't get off the field. And, you know, they, they didn't make a lot of plays. And, and it's not the end of the world. Again, I'm, I'm not going to hit the panic button, but that's why they lost. I think when Miles Garrett is healthy with JOK and McDowell and the corners in there, they're going to be fine. They just got too banged up in this game. It was a bad spot. They were playing an explosive mobile quarterback who could attack their weaknesses. And he did, you know, when the Browns JOK was out, what did the chargers do immediately threw it to a tight end in the flat, challenging the Browns linebackers to cover Herbert's mobility challenges the Browns all day. I thought AJ green played. Okay for you know being a fourth string corner but guess what when they, when he got put in the game the chargers went at him relentlessly because that's what good teams do who have good personnel they attack your weaknesses so again no panic alarm coming from me here i saw you know the fire joe woods people back out on twitter after the game it's not coming from me guys it's not i i want to judge a coach when he has his fair share of personnel and yes injuries are going to happen i'm not saying you know it it's not fair to judge a guy when he's had a few injuries here and there, but these are cluster injuries at the same position and corner while he was also down guys at other positions. It's just not fair to judge Joe Woods off this game, especially against that defense. Again, it, we'll see in, in the next couple of weeks, but, but I'm not going to make any drastic statements off of just that game. I also think, as I said, the the offense had a, a role to play in this loss as well. Now, look, they scored 42 points. I don't want to lose sight of that. They absolutely dominated on the ground. They, you know, 230 yards, Chubb and Hunt were just right from the beginning, running it down the throat of this weak Chargers run defense. The Browns, that is their identity. They established it, and they hammered the Chargers with the run game. So overall, it was a good performance by the Browns offense. I thought David Njoku might have had his best game of his entire career, some really big explosive plays out of him. But the issue was the late game execution. And it was twofold. Number one, I hate to be play calling guy, but the Browns play calling, running the ball on third down did not make sense. 
I actually don't mind the pass on second down at all. You have to get, you know, the, the first down there. You have to keep the ball away from the Chargers. It was just a bad play called by Kevin Stefanski. He tightened up. He admitted it after the game. He had two backup tackles in there, and he didn't want to do anything too crazy because he was worried. And it was the wrong call. It was the wrong call. He's a great coach. He's a great offensive coordinator. Bad call. Shouldn't have run the ball there on third and 10. On the second down play, guys, I, I've watched the replay. Odo Beckham Jr. is wide open. Baker Mayfield has got to throw him the football. He's open. The play worked. It's there. Baker Mayfield has got to turn the football loose in, in that situation. So I might have rather seen it been a play-action play on first down, second down, sure. But, but the play was there, and, and the Browns just didn't make it. On the last drive, they also didn't make the plays. And again, I thought it was part play calling, but part execution. If you're Baker Mayfield and your team, minute 30 seconds left, no timeouts, you cannot throw the ball short to a guy who's going to get tackled in bounds. Can't do it. I understand the third down play to Kareem Hunt a little bit because they had to pick up the third down. But even then, you have fourth down and to get that half yard. So you have got to, you know, in a situation like that where you need a touchdown, you have no way to stop the clock. You have to push the ball down the field. Yes, it's going to be risky. Yes, you're going to be throwing into guys who, frankly, are probably covered or, or very close to covered in tight windows. But that's the game. It's There's no time left. So uh, it, it just was a, a missed, you know, a missed opportunity down the stretch. And I'm seeing a lot of Baker, uh, a lot of complaints about Baker down the stretch. It wasn't good. I, I'm not saying he's not the guy. I'm not overreacting anything like that. But the late game execution needs to improve here. I'm not, again, not going to make any sweeping statements that Baker Mayfield's not a franchise quarterback or anything like that. But there are plenty of guys in you know, the, the NFL that are not top five quarterbacks that are good in late game situations. Derek Carr is a really good late game situation quarterback. Go watch the Raiders in late games. He's good at it. Baker Mayfield needs to become one of those guys at the very least if the Browns are going to win tight games because they're playing against a lot of top five quarterbacks. They're playing against Herbert. They're playing against Mahomes. So even if Baker's not going to be those guys, he has to be situationally excellent. And he just wasn't. He was great the rest of the game. I thought Baker had a really, really strong game. I was pleasantly not surprised. I was, I was just pleased with his performance, uh, you know, coming off such a bad game. I thought he rebounded really nicely, but he didn't execute down the stretch. That leads me to my last point on the offense. Well, not there yet, but the one sweeping statement I'm thinking about making, I'm real close to thinking about making it is that the Browns should trade Odell Beckham Jr. I've said from the beginning I think it's uh, not true that, that he makes the team worse, not better. And I'm starting to question that a little bit, but more so, and I've said this for the longest time, is he is just not a fit with what Baker Mayfield wants to do. Baker loves tight ends. He loves certain types of receivers that work well in the short and intermediate routes. And it just seems like he and Odell don't click for some reason. That second down play at Browns fans, yeah, you know, I can tweet about it later, but go watch it. Odo Beckham Jr. is wide open and Baker Mayfield doesn't throw in the football. And in general, 
Odo Beckham Jr. is just not getting targeted enough. He had two catches for 20 yards today. He's your number one receiver. Jarvis Landry's not even out there. And he's a non-factor in the offense. I don't know what you could get for him. So maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's something you do in the offseason. But I think I'm starting to resign myself to the fact that it's just not going to be He's not going to be a number one receiver in Cleveland. I don't think that's coming. And not even, uh, you know, not even the 20th best receiver, not even the 25th best receiver in the NFL. I think that that ship might be sailing for OBJ in Cleveland. And that's tough. I was so excited when he came here. I have defended him in large part, but it's just not there. It's just not there. Okay, now I'm going to make a real sweeping statement. I forgot. There, there's a sweeping statement I'm ready to make, and that's that Jamie Gillen has to be cut. And I'm not the, the kind of guy that enjoys saying that. I'm not the kind of guy that, that you know, wants to say that, uh, you know, for, you know, just so something happens after this game. But that's really, as far as long-term issues with the Browns, that's the worst one from this game. I mean, here's three punts from the game. 53-yard touchback with a net 28 yards. 39 yards, fair caught. Crucial situation. 42-yard punt, 12-yard return. And that's why the Chargers had such good field position on their last drive. So, yeah, net 30 yards. Coming into today, the Browns were 26th in net yards per punt. Gillen's in like the high 30s as far as average punt distance. Last year, bigger sample size, right? 28 in net yards per punt. 31st in distance. 31st. And then that's with a minimum number of attempts. He's basically been one of the worst punters in the league the last couple of years. And for a Browns team that has Super Bowl aspirations, he's just not good enough. It's bad. It's really bad. And it costs them a lot in this game. I don't know who they should go get. I'm not going to pretend like I know a bunch of practice squad punters. I saw somebody on Twitter, uh, shout out, suggested Drew Chrisman to me, the Ohio State punter from the last couple seasons. I don't know who it is, but there's got to be an upgrade here because he's one of the worst in the league. So it's worth bringing in somebody else, at least for a competition throughout the week. But I would think that, that Jamie Gillen's roster spot should be in jeopardy at this point. And that's really all I have on the game, guys. Again, I don't want to come on here and talk for 40 minutes about how the Browns should bench Baker Mayfield or fire Joe Woods. It's not worth that kind of overreaction. Like I said, I didn't think the ref calls were the reason they lost. Didn't help. Certainly didn't help. But the defense didn't play well. Didn't play well because of injuries. The offense played fine. They've got some late game execution stuff to work on. They need to get better at that. But those Browns are going to live and move on. Hopefully they're going to improve from this game. And, you know, the, to me, it's not time to panic. Just it's time to buckle back down, keep trying to get better. I know it doesn't get easier. I know the Cardinals are coming to town next week, and that's going to be a real test. They're 5-0, and and they're going to provide some really uh, hard challenges for this Browns team, especially on the defensive side of the football if they're not healthy. It's a tough spot to be in. They may be three and three. And guess what, guys? I'm not going to panic then either. Because go look at the Browns schedule. We talked about that the middle of the schedule was going to be where they have to make a run. And that's becoming even more apparent now 
that some of these teams are a little bit better than we thought. Some might be a little bit worse than we thought. After the Cardinals, the Browns have Broncos at home, Steelers at home, at Bengals, at Patriots, home Lions. That's a five-game stretch where you could easily see four and one. Might uh, The Browns are going to have to get healthy. They're going to have to play better. But that's really where my focus is, is somebody that wants to see this team, you know, get the most out of it. Injuries are going to happen. The Browns probably aren't going to be the one seed with this kind of injury, you know, bug hitting them. And that's okay. They can win games away from First Energy Stadium. I desperately want a home game at First Energy Stadium. But the Browns need to focus on getting healthy. They need to focus on getting better. And they're going to be okay. Outside of that, I really am not stressing too much about this team. I was bummed about the way the game went today. I was. I It felt like a, a playoff game. The trading blows back and forth. It was exciting. It was a big game. It felt like if the Browns had won, it would have been a big statement. But they didn't. They didn't win. It's okay. This team is still good. They're not going anywhere. So that's all I got, Browns fans. Jordan and I are going to be back on tomorrow to hear his thoughts. You know, we'll preview that Cardinals game, of course, all that and more coming, but Browns fans, take care of yourselves. Don't go too crazy out there. The Browns are going to be just fine. And, you know, until next time, go Browns.